Hello, welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. My name is Diane Emerson. Today I'm going to be talking about eyes, as in your eyeballs, the eyes that look around, and also pyramids, as in the number three. I have been covering some of these symbols these people do as I go along here, and there's a pretty specific one here that you might want to pay attention to that really got my attention. Because I didn't start off knowing all these symbols. I mean, these people are freaks for symbols, okay? They love to, um, you know, say what they're going to do, brag about it, and they use a lot of coded language, little hand gestures and things like that. That puts them into the freak category for me. They're also into the psychopath category, but we'll just go with the symbols for today because they're seeing something kind of significant here. So let's unpack what it has to say. Biden, who my belief, remember, I've been covering this since, oh, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. And um, Biden is an interesting character in all of this because I believe his role is to calm the people get money out to people and get them to get those vaccines. They want somebody who appears to be calm and methodical. Whereas underneath it all, I mean, Biden is a pretty deadly guy if you look at him and Obama's track record, but not the subject for today. People are very easily fooled by appearances in this culture. Very easily fooled. All they have to do is say, I'm for peace, and then everybody goes, Yeah, so am I. And they overlook the part about the bombs and everything else that goes off from this country. See, I, for a long time, have just kind of instinctively thought a few of these things. Like, I thought this country just had to be the war, war arm for the Swiss because. I believe they all are originally originate out of Switzerland. But I have a very good friend and a very smart woman who helped me with part of this I'm going to go over today. Because I've only been able to really cover the last hundred years. Too much time, too, much, too many details, too much has gone on. But they've really been cooking up the gears in the last hundred years. So let's talk about Delta. What does Delta mean? That was my response too when I heard Biden make this quote. And what did he say? He said, this is his quote. He said, Americans will die as the Delta variant spreads. You know it's going to happen. End of quote. So that got my attention because Delta, I thought, what does Delta mean? Must mean something to these freak balls, right? So then I thought, well, huh, everybody's going to die. I wonder what this is symbolizing here. So I rushed over and I thought, what does the history and the meaning of Delta mean? Well, actually, it means quite a bit. They love those letters, and D is the fourth letter of the alphabet. For some reason, they like the letter D. Think about D-Day, where all those kids got killed. Death, D. Delta is the Greek letter equivalent to our letter D. So, in scientific notation, a delta denotes change. A delta is also the triangle of land formed by a river as it enters a larger body of water and deposits sand and dirt it was carrying. Hmm. They always like to call us conspiracy theories, right? They talk about conspiracy theories thrive on cryptic symbols and covert visual signs. Well, I, I personally, I didn't cook any of this stuff up, okay? So, and I try to stick with sources that I actually believe when I go to look at what some of these things mean. For example, I still haven't quite sorted out those 13 brick walls in the back of the symbolism. 
Some people say it has to do with the 13 bloodlines. I'm not so sure about that bloodline stuff. I did look into that Fritz guy recently. Hmm, not, not so convinced about all that. But let's just stick today with the eye and the pyramid. Okay, those are a couple of their favorite ones. We see them all over the place flashing these things. We see them showing just one eye. It's, it's an, a nod to their Satan. But there's going to be a little bit of confusion here that you're going to have to sort out on your own. It, what does that eye mean? Does I, that eye mean good or does that eye mean bad? interesting question we have here for today okay so they talk about conspiracy theories thriving on this cryptic stuff well they made it up okay and this thing actually i never knew this before that eye that we see is called the eye of providence it's an eye set within a triangle you know how they love that number three it's it is one such symbol. It's associated with Freemasonry and also linked to the Illuminati. But I'll explain a little bit more about that Freemason stuff in a bit here for my friend. It's, it's really an uncanny and odd choice that the U.S. symbol of state has that eye and that pyramid on the back of the U.S. dollar. The disembodied eye strongly conveys the sense of a prime authoritarian Big Brother. You'll notice on this screen, Big Brother used that eye in all of their books. And it's a com in combination with the pyramid beneath it, we have emblems suggesting an ancient and esoteric cult. So what are the origins of the Eye of Providence? I'm giving you what I found so far, and hopefully you know more than I do, and we can join together and compare notes here, okay? That's why this show is called Let's Chat, not pull up a chair and let me dictate to you. So this is what I know so far. Remember, they have co-opted all the religions that we know today, okay? Along with the literature and all that. So I'm just going to tell you what I know so far. Originally, the Eye of Providence was a Christian symbol, and the earliest example of its use can be found in religious art of the Renaissance period to represent God. An early example is Portomoros, P-O-N-T-O-R-M-O's, 1525 separate Emmons, although the symbol itself was painted on later, perhaps in the 1600s. It was invented as a sign of God's compassionate watchfulness over humanity. That eye you see looking in that triangle. Kind of spooky looking to me. But anyway, another key source of the icon was in a book of emblems called Iconologia, published first in 1593. In later editions, the Eye of Providence was included as an attribute of the personification of divine providence, meaning God's benevolence, meaning the eye means God is benevolent toward us, okay? As the name of the symbol of the early usage suggests, it was invented as a sign of God's compassionate watchfulness over humanity. Nobody is certainly who, who originally invented it. Well, I think we can probably guess who invented it. But whoever did crafted it out of a series of previously existing religious motifs. The triangle was a long-standing symbol of the Christian trinity of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I remember that. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, the, uh, don't the Catholics do that, um, you know, thing when they... Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes in previous centuries, God was even depicted with a triangular halo. Hmm. 
So they put a halo on God, the triangle, okay? The rays of lights that are often shown emanating from the symbol are also a pre-existing sign of God's radiance in Christian iconography. (laughs) Sorry about that. But what are the origins? Origins. (laughs) I got too many words in a row here. But what are the origins of that eerily disembodied eye? You notice it doesn't even have any eyelashes or anything, right? God had been depicted in numerous cryptic ways before, such as by a single hand emerging from a cloud, but not as an eye before these people did that in these paintings and stuff, okay? But this was where it gets interesting and got my attention about the Egyptians. It was the ancient Egyptians who were the originators of the detached eye as the motif, because I saw Katy Perry with an Egyptian eye and so that's why I kept thinking, I better look into what these eyes mean. It's not as simple as it seems. And one of the most famous of all Egyptian symbols is the eye of Horus. Now you're going to have to dig into, there's a lot of stories about this person. I'll just tell you the one that I found and you can verify it or add to the conversation in the comments if you know more about this eye of Horus. So now we're going to decide, is the eye we see the eye of God or is it the eye of Horus? This motif is actually a hybrid of a human and falcon eye. Interesting, huh? What was that? Maltese falcon? And it includes the bird's dark eyebrow and cheek markings. According to ancient Egyptian mythology, the god king Horus, often depicted as a falcon or with a falcon's head, had his eyes cut out in battle with his uncle Set. Uncle Set is spelled S-E-T. With the help of Thoughton, T-H-O-T-H, he later healed his eyes. The amulet, a specter small enough for a person to carry in their pocket, is carried sometimes with this symbol as a form of protection, with this symbol with the eye on it. So let me wind back here and get back to the Egyptians here. I got this help from a very smart friend. This woman knows a lot of stuff about it. She's helped me tremendously with the Bible and she understands this stuff from a few thousand of years when this battle of good and evil got going here. So this is her quote. As I've said before, the Egyptian pharaohs are still among us. We just don't know this. The second, third, fourth sons of pharaohs didn't inherit anything because all status and wealth went to the first son. Not being used to work, they became monks in monasteries. There they joined together and founded the Knights of Templar. See, this was good because I kept running across that Knights of Templar stuff. So, who under the disguise of wanting to free Jerusalem from the Muslims, started the Crusades with the intention to rob their ancestors' graves in Egypt, which is right beside Israel, in order to come to wealth. So, it all started with cooking up a thing to steal. Hmm. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? What they're doing right now in this country is exactly what they do in other countries. What they do is, when there is wealth and resources, they go in to steal them under the name of democracy. And then once they steal and rob and loot and help people out, of course, with democracy, they then leave. And who comes in to help? Well, none other than their friends at the UN and the NGOs come in to make sure that no one ever retains anything again. They still retain their um, poverty. Everything's been stolen, and they live with nothing to eat and 
then they fly out of there and go on to the next place to rob and steal. So what's going to be surprising to people here is that they're doing it here, but no one's going to ever imagine that, oh my goodness, they're turning on us here. Yeah, never trust a psychopath, right? So anyway, so they start off by raising graves, which I think this is pretty interesting, right? So now they had now they had money after they robbed the graves, but they still had no power. Thus they bought their way into kingdoms. But since there are not enough kingdoms for each one of them, they later invented democracy, in which each of them gets the opportunity to become king, president, chancellor, for a certain period of time. Or they get king-like positions and become CEO, president of a corporation, or state agency, senator, world leader, whatever. Huh. Kind of starts to make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Also makes sense why these people are all so friggin' ugly looking because of all the years of incest and all that. But that's a subject for another day. After the pharaohs had to leave Egypt, they rummaged around Europe and then founded Switzerland as their home base, from where they infiltrated the whole world. With the riches they robbed from the pyramids, they funded this, founded the Swiss banks. Because their descendants are many, and not all of them can be president or CEO, they get to play on the world stage fooling the general public. Yeah, and if they're really good, they get a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at all these channels here. There's something going on. and People are seeming to act like these people are normal, and none of this stuff that's going on around here is normal, okay? It's like a recruitment town for the children. So anyway, so, but they know regardless of where they are, if Germany, Japan, Russia, or the USA, they are one big family. That's why I've been saying for a long time now that this is, they they call it New World Order, not New Bunch of Worlds Order, okay? It's just a whole bunch of different countries, and to trick us all, they fly different flags, different colors. And then to further trick us, some of them act like communism, some of them act like they're in Iran, and some of them act like this or that. So, yeah, it's it's not a, I, you know, I really wish that they had come up with a more complicated system, because we have been tricked and spun for a few thousand years by some, I don't know, some symbol-weaving people high on hormones, so who can't even, who can't even figure out how to um, deal with the real world. So whatever here, okay? So what they're doing is, uh, so they know that regardless they're one big family, and their job is to provide them with a comfortable life without them having to lift a finger. Why, why in the interest of their families, they're all working together, oppressing us and squeezing us for all we've got. It's still the same paranoid slave system paranoid slave system it just looks different today very much so because we never we have this illusion that slave slavery was over but it never really has um that's why people pay we pay all the taxes they don't pay the taxes so to disguise what they're doing and to be able to ha to have their figures and even more things the knight templars founded the masons now they were able to involve the little man in their plans and agendas. Because a lot of people become masons. It's not all of them get to the top. So anyway, so when you look at Masonic symbols, it all represents ancient e Egypt. Same hand signals, same geometric figures, same colors. Example, the principle of three and four is nothing else than the three or triangle representing the side of a pyramid. The four or square representing the base of a pyramid. 
wherever you find a three or triangle or three stripes, you will find a four nearby in a square, four dots, four branches, etc. That's why you see also they use those um, um, laurel leaves all around stuff too. And to let each other know who they are and what is theirs, they use hand signals and mark their property with their symbolism, like the sneaker company Adidas. Three stripes aligned to form a pyramid. CNN, the all-seeing eye, red, white, and blue in most flags, and lots of logos. I did a show about the blue usage in logos. Also, they use blue in those hospital gowns and stuff. So she went on to this and close what she had to say here. She said, Alex Jones is hollering Mason, Mason, Mason to divert from the fact that behind the Masons are the Knights Templars and behind the Knight Templars are the Pharaohs. The Bible tells us there is nothing new under the sun. What we perceive as new only changes wardrobe. So let me continue on here. Um, there was there's a couple of other things they said. The first known <clears throat> is a symbol that um, I think I already talked about that guy. Okay, it's become a subject of controversy that the U.S. dollar bill contains religious, Masonic, or even Illuminati symbols. But according to the Oxford Handbook of Church and State in the United States, the descriptive language used by the Congress includes only the term I, E-Y-E, and doesn't attribute any religious significance to it. The overall implication is just that America is being watched over by God. Okay. It is often viewed as a controversial signal due to the conspiracy theory surrounding it. Yeah, those of us have just too much time on our hands, right? <laughs> um, I would not have even thought of these things if they had to put them out there, right? So, and because they've co-opted all these uh, other so-called religions, that was part of that Alice Bailey thing with the co-opt all the religions. Because in Buddhism, for example, Buddha is often called the eye of the world. In Hinduism, it is known as the third eye of Lord Shiva. And in Christianity, the triangle surrounding the eye is said to represent the Holy Trinity. According to Nigel Brown of the Freemasons, the all-seeing eye is ultimately a reminder of the existence of a higher being. It is the all-seeing eye of God, or the great architect of the universe, watching over the entire world. Others view it as a symbolic of opening one's own eyes, or perhaps inner eye, to greater knowledge, transcending the physical and creating a higher state of perception. They talk about your third eye in these spiritual groups. They talk about the third eye. They're probably talking about this, this one, but you'll have to decide for yourself. The equilater equilateral triangle symbolizes divinity, harmony, proportion. In, tr in the tradition of Judaism, it symbolizes God, whose name it is forbidden to pronounce. I didn't know that. We know the importance, according by tri triangle Freemasonry, that is often adorned with flames that seem to come out of it or rays of light. This is interesting that the Freemason one has flames and the other ones describe it as rays of light. But what I found interesting is this one they call the luminous delta. Here we're back to delta, right? So these Freemason folks are really, you know, 
Egyptians, um, they call it the luminous delta with sparks of flame shooting out of it. I wonder what that means. So, also a little bit of symbolism here. All this moon business, okay? Oh, you know, Musk is going to the moon. They're saying these bitcoins to the moon, to the moon. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just reading into this or not. You'll have to decide. Let me close with this and tell you about why I think this moon thing is a little sketchy. The Eye of Horus, because you're going to have to decide, is it the Eye of Horus or is it the Eye of God? Or what is that eye? The Eye of Horus was thus equated with funeral offerings as well as with all the offerings given to deities in temple ritual. They did a lot of rituals, okay? So funerals, the, the Eye of Horus was a big deal there. It could also represent other concepts such as the moon. They keep saying, to the moon, to the moon, whose waxing and waning was likened to the injury and restoration of the eye. I don't understand. Let me read it one more time. It could also represent other concepts, such as the moon, whose waxing and waning was likened to the injury and restoration of the eye. Well, I will join you in the comments. We have a lot to chat here, so be safe out there and chat with you soon. Goodbye for now.